I'm reviewing here! Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of I'm Reviewing Here, a podcast where I, Matthew Bussey, watches and reviews all of Sight and Sound's top greatest movies of all time! Oh, man. I just want to say this. I am your host, Matthew Bussey. It's cool to say that. You know, when you have a microphone, you have the power. And it feels really good. Yeah. I think I'm a narcissist, you guys. I'm sorry. I think I am. I need to be diagnosed, but it's expensive going to the doctor nowadays. Wow. What a day. It is freezing right now. I'm chitter-chattering right now. Uh, Is it chitter or chatter? Oh, yeah, like my teeth are chattering. Chittering. Chitter-chatter. Shitter-shatter. I don't know. Uh, Yeah, it's freezing today, and it's been a weird week in terms of the weather. Ugh, and I know. Talking about the weather, it's so boring, but, you know... Life is is uh, boring as well. No, it's not. What am I saying? No, life is great. The weather th- this week was really crazy. It was like 70 to th- 73 degrees two days ago. And this is Philadelphia in February. It is winter. It should not be that hot. And you know what really ticks me off? When people on the street and people you meet are like, oh, I love it. It feels so good. I can go outside in shorts and a bikini and, and get a tan. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, it's not fun. This is scary. This is serious. This is... The earth is getting hotter and hotter, and it's not good, people. Read a book. God. If it is February and I see you tanning outside, if it's a hot day out when it should not be a hot day out, I am going to spray you with mace. No. I would not do that. Not mace. That's a little harsh. What's a good, like, what's a harmless thing to spray people with? Shampoo. Yeah, shampoo. You know, someone did that to me one time when I was a kid. I was trick-or-treating. I think it was 2002. Halloween 2002. Yeah, I think it was that. I was trick-or-treating and I was a Miami Dolphin, like the football team. Why, you may ask? I have no idea. Why did my dad have a Miami Dolphin shirt? I have no flippin' idea. We don't even have relatives in Florida. But I don't know. I put on uh, a jersey and I had this football mask on. I look like Arnold from Hey Arnold. Like, legit look like him. Look like him. Anyway, we went to one house and uh, it was a bunch of these crazy, annoying, obnoxious kids, and they all started berating me, like, why are you a dolphin and not an eagle? Screw you! And I was like, you know, pre-puberty, so I was like, I don't know, sorry, I just want my candy, give me my Reese's Pieces, please, goodbye. And I got the candy, and I was walking back, or walking away, and uh, out of nowhere, I heard this giggling, and then I heard something wet and creamy, like, get, like, squirted on my back, on the back of my jersey, and I turned around, like, what the? And these kids... Two of these kids had sprayed me with shampoo, squirted shampoo on me and ran off. Little shitheads. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. It was so annoying. I don't care. That was a costume. I mean, it was a shirt, but it was a costume. Jesus Christ. And it's just a football team for crying out loud. You know, maybe my dad did that on purpose because I've never liked sports and my dad adores sports and he used to try to get me to do sports and I... To this day. I did watch the Super Bowl. That was fun. Um, We lost, didn't we? Yeah, we lost. That's what I remember, at least. Yeah. My dad used to make me sleep with footballs. 
that's actually a true story. He would be like, good night, son. I'd be like, okay, dad, good night. I'm going to hug this little ball. He'd leave the room, boink. I'd throw it off the bed. I am not sleeping with a football. Are you kidding me? Christ almighty. What would be a good ball to sleep with? Like a comfortable ball. Not a tennis ball, because they smell. I'm really crazy off topic. Anyway, well, Shabbat Shalom, everybody. This is coming out on a Friday. Uh, but this is not being recorded on a Friday. This is being recorded on a Saturday. So it actually is already sh- uh, the Sabbath right now. And I'm very sacrilegious. I'm going to make challah today, which you're not supposed to do on the Saturday of Shabbat. You're supposed to bake it the days before Shabbat and then eat it during Shabbat. But I ran out of time. It takes a while to make. Have you ever made challah bread? That's also how you're supposed to say it. Challah. It's not challah or chala. It's challah. Yeah, I'm a little sacrilegious. I just, I wanted to make it today. I also like, I like to eat challah not just on the Sabbath. I like to eat my challah any day of the week. It's good. And of course I make it vegan. The secret ingredient, coconut oil. Coconut oil, coconut oil, coconut oil. Coconut. Coconut. I love that name. If I ever have a son or a daughter, I'm going to name them Coconut. Coco Bussy. <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, the Sabbath though. Okay, and then I'm going to get into the movie. The Sabbath, uh, if you don't know what it is, I-, I can't get into it. Just Wikipedia it. It's a long story. But it's a day of rest. Yeah, Friday evening and a Saturday evening. It's a day of rest. Now, if you're very observant, you're Shomer, Sh- you're called, you're known, you call yourself Shomer Shabbos, which means you're devoutly, uh, observant to the sabbath which means you don't use electricity you don't drive a car i don't think you're allowed to write i don't think you're allowed to also you know boink i think if you're married you can boink your spouse but if you're not married you're not supposed to and you're not supposed to pleasure yourself at all but uh it's a really uh great day i went to israel in 2019 and i got to actually like really observed the Sabbath, like did not check my phone once, didn't do anything all day. And it was really nice. Beautiful day. Shomer Shabbos. That's also a fun word to say. I don't think I could go, I could be Shomer Shabbos though. I matched with a girl on a dating app one time and in her, in her, in her profile description, she said, hi, I'm SS. And I was like, I beg your pardon? What? And then I, I Googled it and it meant, no, no, it doesn't mean like Nazis. It means like Shomer Shabbos. And it said she was Jewish too in her profile. So I was like, oh, okay. SS though, I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't really say that. I wouldn't say that. Wow. Let's get to it. Today, my friends, I'm going to talk about a very, very poetic movie. It is called Earth. Take a listen. Dun, 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 dun. Fulja! There's no trailer for Earth. I looked and looked and there's no trailer and uh, it doesn't even matter because it's a silent movie. So all you would hear was would be beautiful, beautiful uh, orchestral scores. Yeah, there's no trailer for this. You know, Earth was a hard movie to, to, to uh, track down. It's very, uh, I don't even think it's on like available on the Criterion Collection or anything. I had never heard of Earth. Earth came out in 1930. It was written and directed by this man named Alexander Dovzhenko. It was made uh, in the Soviet Union. Now, this we're going to get to a lot more Soviet-made movies, like Battleship, Battleship Potemkin and The Man with a Movie Camera, I think are also both 
Soviet movies. And I know this because in film school, when you major in film, you have to watch these movies a million times. I'm surprised we never watched Earth. So Earth, what did I think about Earth? Um, I liked it. I'm still thinking about it. I liked it. Did I love it? Well, I think there's all kinds of love. There's all types. I don't know if I loved it, uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. I, let me start off by saying this. Look, two things. And this isn't really Earth's fault. Well, the second one kind of is, but the first one is, is not. Um, silent movies, I love them. They're very hard to watch from your home. It, it's it's not the experience is not the same. You cannot watch a silent movie on your TV. You cannot watch it on your little computer screen. You cannot watch it on your iPhone. Oh, for God's sake! Do not watch anything on your iPhone. The experience sucks. You can't do that though. Like a silent film is very different though. Like you need to be in a theater and experience it. You got to hear all the sounds coming out from everywhere. You got to hear the audience react. You know, because that's what it was like back in the day when these movies came out. I mean, you have to really put yourself, let, let's, you know, retroactively, let's think about this for a sec. I mean, imagine before TikTok and Twitter and, and social media and the Kardashians and everything, you go to the movies and it's customary that movies don't have dialogue. Imagine how incredible that must have been. I mean... It's, it's, yeah. So, you know, I say that because you have to remember, you have to realize that when you try to watch an old silent movie on your TV, it's not the same. And that's why with Earth, I had a little bit of trouble because it's a really well-made movie. The editing is incredible in it. Uh, a lot of Soviet directors, uh, their movies, I mean, the editing is like top-notch. It's so well done. Uh, it's a very riveting movie. But I was confused. I did get very confused watching it. Uh, and again, that may have just been because I watched it late at night after a long work day and I'm watching it on a TV instead of a big theater screen. And I was good. Like I did my best to like not leave the room to get a glass of water or, you know, check my phone quickly to see my emails. I, I was really good. And, and um, anyway, long story short, silent movies. Yeah, you, you got to see them on the big screen. If a silent movie is ever playing in your area at like a local movie theater, go and see it. Pay and see it. Also, in general, go to the friggin' movies, people, okay? Go to the movies. I am so sick to death of people being like, oh, that movie's out. Nah, I'll wait in two weeks. It'll be on demand. No, 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 no. If you tell me that, I'm going to smack your hand like a little, like a little, you know, like that that happened to me last year uh i there was this great movie that came out last year called bros starring uh billy eichner and it was so good and i texted a friend of mine and i said oh my god you gotta see this movie it's so beautiful and funny and romantic and incredible and and he said great uh when's it coming out and i said oh it comes out in theaters like uh, I got to see an advanced screening and I said, oh no, it comes out in theaters like next week. And he said, oh no, no, no. I mean, when's it coming out like on, you know, on Amazon Prime so I can watch it from home. And I like squeezed my phone so hard. I almost broke it. I, my voice went demonic and I was like, how can you say that? How can you say that? Get out. Get off your ass and go to the movies. COVID is still here. It's going to be with us forever, but it's not 2020. It's not 2021 anymore, people. Go and experience movies again, okay? Woof! 
I get so mad. What was I saying? Okay, that was one sort of semi-issue I had with watching Earth. It's hard to watch silent movies at home. Other issue with Earth. Uh, there is a lot of political context in this movie that they do not explain to you. When this movie opens up, there's no, there are no subtitles or anything that say, hi, enjoy this movie. Okay, so this takes place in the you know, late 20s in Soviet Ukraine, and this is happening, and this is happening, and this... There's none of that. So... That's what confused me a lot. Uh, do I look... Well, you can't see me. Do I sound like someone who knows a lot about uh, the Soviet Union and the history? No. Is Russia a part... And Ukraine and all the countries that used to be a part of the Soviet Union, are they in Europe? Oh my god. I forget. I took AP European history in high school and did I listen? No. I took it to look good on my, for it to look good on my resume. And then once I got into college on the very last test I had to take, I cheated, got an A. I didn't, I did, it didn't matter. I was going to college already. Yeah. But I still didn't like, it didn't help my grade at all. I got like a, I got like an 80, 80.0 B minus grade, like every quarter in that class. Yeah. It was a good class though. Teacher was awesome. Yeah, but there's a lot of context in Earth that I did not know about, and I had to do a lot of friggin' research uh, about this movie. So this has, you know, all these years later, it's it's considered a real masterpiece. It really divided uh, Soviets, uh, Soviet citizens, whatever you want to call them, when it came out, because it was a bit of an anti-propaganda movie. So this came out when, oh, I got to get my notes up. Yeah, here it is. This came out when uh, Joseph Stalin, great guy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Stalin, I hate reading about Stalin. Um, he was coming into power in the Soviet Union. I don't even know if it was called that yet. So apologies if I'm getting any of this wrong. But he was coming into power. And, you know, Soviet propaganda movies, they were really big. Uh they, they were the popular thing. I mean, there's propagandistic movies all the time, but they would make a lot of movies that were like, you know, these people are bad. It's the same way when those, you know, idiot Nazis, they would make incredibly anti-Semitic movies for German citizens. I know this because I had to watch them at Temple University. I took a class, The History of Horror Movies, and we had to watch one of them. Yeah, it was a horror movie. It was, it was horrible. Horrifying. Anyway, here's what you need to know about Earth before you go in. Um, so this is a movie set in on a farm. Uh, it's about peasants. It's about uh, these people that are known as Kulaks, K-U-L-A-K. And Kulak is kind of, I, I read this, is actually kind of like not a nice term, but it's a term for farm owners. So not like a peasant, but a farm owner. Uh I hope I get that right. Yeah. And it was kind of, it was mean. It was kind of used to like demonize them. The, the act, it actually literally means fist. So uh, you need to know that. Now, the big thing in Earth is that uh, Stalin wanted to uh, begin collectivization of private farms. To, so what that means is basically all these incredible peasants and these farmers doing all this work out in the fields, getting all this, all these fruits and all, all these grains and everything. 
Stalin basically said, this, that's great. I want you to give all of that over to me and the citizens and you guys will basically starve and you won't get to make enough money and we'll get all the money and you guys will kind of like be our puppies, like be our slaves. Yeah, it's messed up. Am I right? And this really happened. Uh, it angered a lot of peasants, but also, as you see in Earth, some of the, the kulaks or the, the owners were kind of like, yeah, maybe it'll work. Maybe it'll be okay. So that's the big thing to remember about Earth uh, when you go in. Now, the story itself is very, very... Uh, it's not necessarily a beginning, middle, and end kind of kind of movie. Uh, it's a bit of a non-linear narrative. I, I said at the beginning that it's a poetic movie. It is. It's very much a poetic movie. So Dovzhenko, the director, he really focuses a lot of shots on fruits and apples and pears and sunflowers and and uh the fields and wheat and the wind blowing through the the sunflowers and <laughs> i hope that sounded poetic enough I, I cannot do poetry to save my life also teachers that try to make their students do poetry should not be able to vote okay poetry do not make kids try poetry let them try it if they want to but don't force them to the amount of poems we had to forcibly write as kids in English class that were so bad and they'd be like, whoa, this isn't good. It's like, yeah, because we're not creatives. Poetry is a whole other thing. God. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to the movie. Dovzhenko, yeah, he's really into that. That's a really crucial motif of the movie is nature, you know, nature, fertility. Uh, you know, there's, there are a lot of shots too of babies, uh, playing with all these fruits, these innocent looking toddlers, you know, on the grass playing with, with the fruit. So, so anyway, yeah, nature plays a big deal. When the movie starts off, there is a very old man and his name, do not laugh. His name is Seaman. <sighs> I forgot to check if in uh, Russian or Ukrainian, if how you say it, it might be Semen. I forget. Oh, I should have asked my friend. I have a friend who's Russian and she would know every one of these answers. Anyway, there's an old man, his name is Seaman, and he is, uh, he's run out. <laughs> Just kidding, I had to say that. Uh, no, he's not run out of liquid. Oh my god, Jesus Christ, Matt, shut up. Okay, no. <laughs> Be serious for a sec. Seaman is dying, people. Okay, he's an old man, and he's dying. He's dying under an apple tree. And, you know, he's surrounded by his family. He has a son named Ope. Opanas, Opanas, and he has a grandson named Vasil. Now, Vasil plays a huge part in this movie, and he dies. Uh, it cuts to the next scene, and there are a whole bunch of women peasants wailing in pain and screaming, like, so over the top. Like, you know, I'm talking, like, hands to their heads, like, no, we're, this is terrible. And you're like, what's happening? And you find out that, you know... They've learned about uh, uh, Stalin's plans for collectivization, which is they don't like. So they're freaking out. They're really uh, mad about it. You know, Vasil, I think, on the other hand, it, it cuts to him. You know, the next scene, he's talking with some other people, and they're, they're talking about collectivization, and they're not necessarily 
uh, like vilifying it, you know, that they, they're not really saying this is such a bad, horrible thing that's going to happen. It's going to ruin us all. He, they're kind of just talking about it. And I think that's interesting. That's in history books. Like I always would avoid that. I would always or not avoid it, but I would always, I would never really notice the fact that when these big controversial decisions were made in towns, not everybody was for it. I mean, when you learn about the revolutionary war, there were loyalists, there were American loyalists who were like, no, the British, they're cool. Yeah, they can, they can hang out. We'll hang out with them. We'll drink some beer. They can control us. Who cares? And that's kind of how that that's crazy. That was the interesting thing about earth. I expected a movie it, it to be a, about, you know, this whole group of farmers, you know, rallying against collectivization but anyway it's not though you know Vasile and these people are kind of uh you know talking about it now look I got a little bit confused because Vasile there's this really riveting sequence in the movie it's so well done with the cross-cutting and the music and everything Vasile brings a tractor to the farm and everyone in town is elated. They are so happy. They're it's like it's like they're on a roller coaster, you know, and the music is like dun, 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 dun. it's like so over the top. Everyone's crazy. They're so amazed at this. And this this uh you know tractor is going through the fields. I don't know the terminology because I've never owned a farm, but yeah, that's what a tractor does. It just goes through the fields, right? That's the way that the grains get harvested, I think. Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, there's a really shocking sequence where it, like, stops working and then it cuts to a bunch of men urinating on the the uh, on the tractor because I guess the urine, there's something in it that makes it work again. Uh, <laughs> so it was kind of random, but it works again and it's, you know, do-do-do-do-do-do, everyone's happy and then... Again, there's this really uh, well put together sequence where it shows you all of the peasants doing their job. You know, they're making the bread. They're 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 uh, you know doing everything. You know, they're picking up all the hay. They're tying the hay up with string, and it's a really really uh, remarkable sequence. I really really uh, yeah. See, this movie it stuck with me. Didn't really get it. When I was watching it, I did not get any of this. I especially did not get the next sequence, which I really kind of burst out laughing out, uh, laughing at. So it's been a long day, and Vasile, it's a really long shot. Like, it's a long duration shot. Vasile is walking down this path, and he's walking, and the music's all nice, and then he starts to break out into dance. He twerks. No, he doesn't. He dances a hopak. And that is a real thing. A hopak is a very popular Ukrainian, it's a form of Ukrainian uh, folk dance. And he starts doing this. And then the camera's like far away and you see him. And then he just kind of like collapses. And you're like, what was that about? Did he, what happened? Did he die? Did he get burned out? He was a pretty good dancer too. The hopak, hopak, I don't know how you say it. I need to Google or I need to YouTube that because um, I love it. I love folk dancing like from other countries. It's so good. Georgian dancing from the country, Georgia. Oh my God. And then we dance. Amazing movie. Go check it out. It's about Georgian dancing. Anyway, uh, so he dies and the farmers are absolutely devastated. And Vasil's father is completely 
distraught and he does you know there's a priest in town there's a russian orthodox priest who's like okay your son died i I want to lead this funeral for him and vasil's father is just so against it all and he just goes no there's no god why did god take my son you know this is terrible and he kind of convinces all of the farmers in town too all the peasants he kind of convinces 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 them all for his son to have a a a uh, a non-religious like secular funeral and they all agree and you know there it's a, this is where like the big budget of the movie really comes in because you know Dajenko he really got a lot of extras in this movie to do uh to be in the scene it's a, an amazing shot where you know all these people all these extras the peasants, you know, they're walking through town and they're carrying Vasil in this, uh, you know, wake. And there's like this great shot where they're walking him and Vasil, uh, they're, they're going under like a like a tree or something. And like a branch kind of like brushes against his head and Vasil doesn't even flinch. He's a good actor. Vasil was played by this actor named, also named Seaman. Seaman Svashenko, that was his name. Uh... So they do that. Um, it, it, there's there's mayhem, uh, and then even shocking, more shocking. Vasil has a fiance. Her her name is Natalia, and she is. It's like a scene from like a painting uh, that you would like see at an art museum. She is heartbroken, more than heartbroken. She is butt ass naked, in her room, like crying and screaming to the ceiling and hugging her body and like convulsing in a way and that scene actually I, I trivia that scene you know uh soviets wanted dojenko to censor that scene both that scene and the scene when the people the guys urinate on the radiator of the tractor but i think he basically convinced them to keep it in and obviously to this day uh it's still in the movie but uh it's very over the top, but you know, it's very, uh, it again, again, it adds to the whole poetic kind of artistic, uh, aspect of, of this movie. So anyway, you know, she is naked and mourning and screaming that, that, that his father is freaking out. Everybody is just so sad. And again, 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 Dovzhenko, he, he keeps cross-cutting all these scenes with, nature, 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 and, and grains, and the flowers, and the fruits, and, you know, it's so much of that. And then, all of a sudden, there's a guy named Koma, who is another uh, farmer, and he, <laughs> he, I have to laugh, it's kind of a funny shot, um, you know, they're having uh, Vasil, they're having his funeral, and then Koma, out of nowhere, is running like crazy, uh, like, no, no, stop, and then, they can't hear him, and he's running and running and running and running and running, and he starts yelling, no, I killed Vasil, I killed Vasil, and then he says, you know, I'm against collectivization, I'm against it, I'm with you guys. I think, I may be mistaken, I think Coma uh, was for collectivization, and that's why he killed Vasil, but now he's, you know, feeling all this remorse, and he's running and running, and the villagers kind of ignore him. And then the movie ends on this really long shot of, I think it's sunflowers and it's windy and the sunflowers are just, you know, 
they're just they're brushing against each other and it's it's uh that's happening and then it cuts the movie ends on this beautiful shot of natalia being embraced she's in vasil's arms and they're embracing each other and they're both smiling at each other what does that mean did natalia die did she kill herself and she's now reunited with vasil in in heaven or in the afterlife or in the uh what is it limbo i don't know i wasn't raised christian we don't know and that my friends is earth that is how it ends so what does it all mean what does all of this mean you know i thought a lot about this and Imagery is a huge part of this movie. Again, the the nature part of it, the shots of the trees and the plants and everything. It's a huge part. And I think what Dovzhenko was trying to say is that, you know, chaos will subside because nature, there's always going to be nature. You know, nature is always going to be there. If, if an apple falls from a tree, a new apple is going to grow. You know, if a tree falls down, uh, or not, not a tree. No, that's a bad example. If, if uh, you know, a flower falls off or something or flowers get swept away in a tornado, what do you do? You go and you put new flowers in, you know? So you rebuild. I think that's kind of a big metaphor. I think that the whole purpose of this is that this village eventually will rebuild itself in a way. I think that's really what Dovzhenko was going for. And that's why he really emphasizes the shots of, of uh, nature, you know? And what's the word? What's the word I'm thinking of? Hold on just a sec. Perpetual. That's the word I was thinking of. It, it was in the back of my head. I try to use that word more, but I can't. Life is perpetual, you know? Nature is perpetual. And... I think in the, no matter what chaos erupts in this village, no matter what collectivization does to these people, they go on, you know? And I think that's what's really uh, special about Earth. I think even just the fact that Dovzhenko called the movie Earth, he didn't call the movie, you know, Revenge of the Peasants or anything like that. Uh, it's It's Earth, you know? There's a real striking similarity between the people in this movie and Earth. Not to mention the fact that you know I can see why film historians love that love this movie so much. It's it's a it's a it's a brilliant look at peasant life. You know, it is. I mean, you forget that these are actors. You forget that uh, you 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 realize you believe that this is an actual farm. What you're witnessing is an actual farm with peasants, and they're all losing their minds over this idea of, of sending all of their food and their money away to this dickhead, you know, running the Soviet Union. You feel it. I mean, again, it's all, it's overdramatic. You know, there's one scene in the beginning where this guy's like, I'm not giving anything away. If I have to support collectivization, I'm going to kill my horse. And he goes to his horse with this ax and he's going to kill the horse. And then his wife is like, no, uh, but it's a really special movie. And, you know, look, this is what, what I love about movies. Sometimes when you watch a movie, you don't get it. And this is why I think I've always loved movies so much. When you don't understand a movie, when you investigate it, or investigate, that's not the right word, when you read about it and you research it, you come to understand what it's really all about. And just, you know, this past half hour, I've, I love Earth now so much more than I originally did, now that I've said it all out loud.
you know? And I think I did a good job. I actually did not look at my notes that much. I wonder if I forgot anything. Yeah, I talk. I okay. Oh, I, I should not have done that. I have too many things up on my computer. My holla recipe just came up. Oh man, Earth. Do I recommend it? Yes. Uh, do I recommend that you read up a little bit about it before you watch it? Yes, it's recommended. Um, do I recommend that you see movies in the movie theater where they should be seen, where they should always be seen? Yes. I'll fight with you on this, baby. I will. Not physically, though. I'll play you. I'll play Uno. And if I win, then I'm right. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at Uno. Nah, not really. Um, yeah. Special movie. It's a very special movie. And it's a very, uh, I gotta say it again. I gotta use that word. Poetic. This is film poetry at its finest, at its core. And I'm very pleased to have seen it. I'm very pleased to read more about this director, Dovzhenko. Alexander Dovzhenko. Also, just because Dovzhenko, that's such a fun word to say. Yeah, history, the history behind these movies, the history depicted in the movies, even if you don't know it, yeah, it can be, it can be uh, mind-boggling, you know, it can be frustrating, but when you read more about it, that's what makes the experience of watching a movie all the more incredible, so check it out, Earth. Uh, Earth is <laughs> nowhere to be streamed, I mean, it is, it's on uh, YouTube, which it should not be. Uh, there's actually, like, when I, I tried finding it, there were a whole bunch of versions on YouTube. Some of them have subtitles. Some of them have different scores. I watched the original one with, you know, closed captions and, and uh, you know, the original music that they played. Definitely uh, call your senators and encourage them to screen Earth at your local movie theater, please. Because this is a movie that deserves to be seen on the big screen. Yeah. Good episode, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Well, if you're listening and you're not subscribed, subscribe! Do it already! Come on. I'm not that annoying. Rate. Rate what you think about it. Follow me on Instagram if you'd like. You can follow this on Instagram. It's the it's, I think it's just called I'm Reviewing Hair Podcast. Or Yeah, I'm Reviewing Hair Podcast on Instagram. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok if you want. I'm very annoying and weird. I love to cook. I love to dance. I love to take pictures of my dog niece. Uh, and yeah, you can follow me. It's, <laughs> oh God, I can't believe I'm saying this. My handle is Mabusi. Okay. But it's not pronounced that way. It's supposed to be pronounced Mabusi, like Agassi, like Andre Agassi, the very famous tennis player. Okay. That's how you pronounce it. It's not bussy. It's mabussy, okay? Yeah, follow me if you want to, though. I'm weird. And if you unfollow me, I understand because I do. I've, my, my likes have reduced in tremendous size over these last couple of weeks, probably from all the goddamn vegan food I keep posting. But it's fun. Uh, I will see you in two days. No, it's Friday. I'll see you in three days for the next episode. Have a good weekend, everybody. Bye-bye! Or as they say in Russian, uh... Placebo? No, that means cheers. Whatever. Bye-bye!